the last roundup. We're going rogues. We're going events. It's quite a handful here. So we'll just uh, take this slowly and gently as we wrap up the uh, Edge of the Earth Investigator cards. First one is Black Market. I've seen this guy, too, a lot in the other sign app. <laughs> this joker with a red bow tie. All right. Black Market. It is a level two, one cost asset. Or event, sorry. Fast. Play at the start of an investigation phase. So you got to play this one before everyone's ready. One at a time. Reveal from the top of any investigator deck until exactly five cards have been revealed. Set those cards aside out of play. And while set aside, any investigator may play any of those cards as if they were in their hand. At the start of an investigation phase, shuffle each of those cards still set aside into the owner's deck. <laughs> what a roundabout way of doing things. But it's possible, man. You can have a seeker, you know, get a gun quickly. So it's, uh, uh that, this card is very flavorful. I, I dig this card. <laughs> oh, I dig this card. I mean, this feels like it would be a great Bob Jenkins card. It's like, here you go, guys. What you got, what you got, what you need, what you need. <laughs> oh, this one is cool. I like this one. I mean, uh, you wouldn't be great for it. Well, it, it could be all right for... Uh, no, not really. I don't think it would be beneficial for, you know, solo. This is definitely a multiplayer card through and through. I mean, you're going to want to play this one with more than one player. Yeah, while those set aside, any investigator may play those cards. Yeah, so you can literally... I mean... This one, I would rock with... Can Bob Jenkins take this? I think so, because what he does is he's level zero survivor, but he rogues out, you know, with level one to five. Man, I would put this in for Bob. Oh, that is cool. And on top of that, too, he can make some of that stuff dirt cheap while your investigators... Uh, the investigators at the same location as him. Oh, this, this is a Bob Jenkins card. I like it. I want to rock that one out. That is cool. Ugh. Money talks. All right, so I think this one is an upgraded version. So let me open up my handy dandy binder here real quick and take a look. Money talks. Yes, yes. Uh, where are you at? Anyway, I have an idea what I'm talking about. Where are you at? Oh, you must be a level zero. Yeah, you are. You're a level zero. All right, I got it open. So, level two. Zero cost event. Money talks. Favor and Gambit Trader. You can throw this out for uh, a wild if you need to do a skill check. Instead of the skill type, no, I'm sorry, fast, play when an investigator at any location initiates a skill check. Instead of the skill type indicated for this test, this is a resource skill test. Performing an investigator's base skill value for this test is equal to half the number of resources in your resource pool rounded down. So, if you got the cash... And you got the money, this is what you need to do. I mean, not good if you have, like, lower stuff because it's not going to give you a really big bump. So, but if you got, like, 10, that's going to give you a plus 5. And on top of that, too, at the end, even after resolving this thing, you still get the draw card. Whereas the other one, uh, you don't get the draw card. Uh, your base value for the, it's, it's still the same. Um... Your base skill value for this says is equal to half the number of resources in your resource pool rounded down. 
So what you're paying for for two XPs is drawing a card and getting that wild pip if you need it. Oh, the other bit too is like uh, the level zero is play when you initiate a skill test. The other one is when an investigator at any location initiates a skill test. So you can actually help them out. Um, I really, truth be told, I haven't really rocked this card because um, I really haven't played like big money or anything like that. So would I be playing this one unless I'm playing big money? And I would only probably play this card if I've upgraded it within a multiplayer game. So. I don't see me really playing this card. Um, I mean, I like the cost. I mean, it's zero. It's based on what you have, and then you get to draw a card, so it's not like you're at a huge loss. But I think two XPs, I think you can find something better than what this is. Um, but this also, again, feels like a multiplayer card. Untimely Transaction. It's a zero-cost event for one XP. You can pitch it out for a wild pip. It's favorite traded. Reveal an item asset in your hand. Another investigator location may play that asset as if it were in their hand. If they do, draw one card and gain resources equal to that asset's printed cost. Really? You're going to haggle with me now. <laughs> um, so, really, item asset in your hand. Another investigator location may play that asset if it were in hand. This, again, sounds like a Bob card. I mean, um, yeah, and then they can play it. Although, uh, it's got to be item. It's got to be an item. So it's got it's got to be some sort of uh, uh, app asset. Yeah, if they do draw one card, they may play that asset as if it were in their hand. They, they still got to pay the cost. So if they want it, they got to pay the cost for it. And if they do draw one card and gain resources equal to that asset's printed cost. So, yeah, they get to draw. So Bob, would, if he played that, says, hey, I got this gun. Do you want it? And they pay for it, and then they got it. And actually, they're just going to give you whatever whatever the cost was of that gun or that weapon over to you, and you get to draw a card out of it. Probably with his ability, too. It's going to be at minus one, too. So um, it'll be cheaper. And these cards right now is all talking about Bob. <laughs> uh, cheat the system. It's a level one, zero cost event. Uh, you can throw it out for an intelligence and an agility trick and synergy traded fast play during any zappy boy window gain one resource for each different class amongst the cards you control so if you got a multiplayer card out there and it bleeds out to three different types uh yeah that's worth three um it's fast so i think the biggest the biggest thing there it is fast so it doesn't eat up like a like a quiche does so this is not a bad card. This is not not a bad card if you're if you're spilling out into other you know multi class cards or you're one of those characters like Lola or um, any of the Dunwich types that can splash into other colors. I mean this is this is worth it. I mean it is. I mean just a big glorified money card that has the fast ability and relies on the fact that you have different classes. Counter espionage. The word spelling looks so funky on this thing with the counter espionage. It doesn't even look like a word. I had to like do a double check on this. It's a level one, two cost event. You can throw this out for two willpower. It's favor and service traded. Fast. Play when you draw a non-weakness treachery. Cancel that card's revelation effect and draw the top card of the encounter deck. 
React, when you play Counter Espionage, increase the cost, its cost by two, to change the Encounter deck to your deck, or, and, when you play Encounter Espionage, increase the cost by two, change you to any Investigator. Hmm. This is similar to, oh, like Small Favor. Yeah, it's like almost like small favor. Uh, Decoy does that too. Intel Report does that. It's just another flavor where you get the cancel revelation effect and draw the top card in the encounter deck. So if the card's too brutal, looking at you, Ancient Evils, um, you get to draw another one. And if you want to pay more, you can change the encounter deck to your deck or change the you to any investigator and let somebody else handle it. Well, I don't know why. Well,. No, I honestly don't know why. I mean, I mean, unless the, you're not equipped for it, but you're already going to cancel that revelation effect. I mean, are you going to pay for to have somebody else deal that? Deal that. Um, it says when any investigator play counter espionage, increase its cost by two. Yeah, or it says when any investigator draws. Well, yeah. I just don't like this. I really don't. I do like it that it does cancel Revelation Effect uh, right off the rip there. Would I use the other two? Probably not. I mean, this just feels like this is just a really watered-down version of Water Protection. You're not taking the horror. You're just going to draw another card and not deal with that one if it's a really bad one. Uh, okay. It's fine. I mean, it it, it really is. It, it's fine. Uh I don't think that's something I would be playing with, but. 21 or bust. Two cost, level zero vent. Uh, you can throw this out for its strength and agility. It's fortune and gambit traded. One at a time, reveal random tokens from the chaos bag until you choose to stop. Treat each skull, cultist, tablet, elder thing as five. Base value number is five. Uh, elder's uh, tentacle is 10, and then elder sign is either one or an 11. If the combined value of those tokens, ignoring the pluses and minuses, is, well, yeah, that's what I kind of figured, because if you draw, like, the number ones, the numbers, you're just, you're going to keep, they just want the face value ones. Heck, even blessings won't count, or curses. So, if you get an 18 or less, after you decide to stop, gain four resources. Okay, so you only make two on that, but chances are you're probably going to want to push your luck. 19, you gain 5. Okay. Probably the sweet spot is with this here is you're going to get 20. Oh, wait a minute. No, wait a minute. So if the combined value of those tokens, you get to ignore the... All right, so the zeros and the ones and twos and threes and fours and fives, they, they will all still count because I'm sitting there. It's like, wait a minute, how are you going to get 19 or 18? That's how you do it. So they're just strictly numbers. So the blessings and curses are really going to be twos. Or the frost will be ones. Oh, okay. All right, so if you stop at 18, you get four. 19, you get five. 20, you get six. 21, you get nine. Big money card. That's all this is. This is a big money card. And it's zero XP. And only because I'm saying that, because if you're going to do that, then and you need money, then when you just pick up Hot Streak, I mean, I'm like going to look at Hot Streak right now. So you got one for two XP for five, and it gives you a five for ten. 
So that gives you a sure five, and then you got three for four XPs for ten. It just feels like it's uh, you haven't hit that hot streak, so now you're gonna play a blackjack. <laughs> so I guess once you hit it, then maybe you get a hot streak. Um, that's probably what I think it is. So if you're starting to build a deck here, play twenty one or bust, and then hopefully eventually you'll upgrade it. If big money's your thing, then upgrade the hot streak. All right, cool. Scott ahead. That's the last one. I can't believe I said this last one after uh, like all this recording that, that spanned out for almost two months. It's a one cost event for zero XP. You can throw it for two agility. Uh, insight and trick traded. Move. It's got the move action. Move up to three times. Enemies do not engage you during this movement. That's an awesome card. Even for zero XP, you're paying one for three movements. You're going to move around. And seem better is you can bypass enemies. Ooh. Solid card. I like this card. And it only says up to three card three times. You can stop whenever you want. If it's only two, fine. But, um, heck. Even... Uh, well, no, unless somebody's engaged with you. I mean, you have to still break away from that previous engagement and then move. Because you move with it, you're still going to take a tax opportunity. But at least another other enemies won't engage you. So, yeah, so I, I, I see it. Even if you have an enemy engaging you, you need to get the heck out. And there's like a resign, but there's a monster attached to you and it's two clicks out. Then, yes, you would definitely play this. Because you would still take the attack of opportunity for that, for that move. But if there's like monsters ahead of you trying to get to that objective, then you won't engage and make things worse. I like this one. This is probably the best one out of the bunch. Uh, and for 0 XP, I'm kind of floored by it. So, And it's cheap. It's only one. So you could definitely move across the board. So, heck, man, I wish I would have had this for, like, Midnight Masks. You know, trying to go around for cultists when you're running out of time. Because this, this card can actually potentially help you out to grab all six cultists if you're actually uh, in the vicinity. Or if you got a big spalling board. I mean, that's another good one, too. So... Yeah, I think out of all of these ones, I do like Scott Ahead the best um, because it's a, it's a very, very good card for one action, move up to three times, and you don't have to deal with uh, other enemies engaging you along the way. That will do it for this round, man. All right, we've officially wrapped up the Rogues. And with that, I'm going to sign off. Thanks for listening through this entire journey game. Uh, if you got any questions, get a hold of me, Tim, at ArkhamsKids at Gmail. Dot com And thanks for uh, listening wherever you listen to that, on the commute, to work, school, wherever. Uh, thanks for uh, giving me your time to listen to this. Um, not the best, but uh, it's just my own spin on it, and I do it around the Cleveland area. So uh, I thank you for listening. And uh, with that, uh, join me along for uh, me trunching around and other adventures and doing some playthroughs. So then, I'll holler at you later.